0: And now, may you be blessed and inspired by our weekly podcast of the message from the 10 a.m. Sunday Morning Mosaic Worship Service. Garfield Memorial Church, widening the circle. Good morning. Praise God for this new day. I don't take for granted the joy to be here today to read from Colossians chapter 3, starting from verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which interest indeed, which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of God.
1: Amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. That was just horrible. That was just that. Whoa, that's bad. I, okay, I'm going to I'm going to start over. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise All right. The there we go. I, now I know I'm in the right house. Well, God bless you today. We're so glad to be here with you today. I'm excited about the word that we're going to share with you. Of course, we are starting a new series called Wade in the Balance. And uh, that term comes from a verse uh, from Daniel when a mysterious hand appeared on a wall and wrote three messages to the king of Babylon. And uh, one of those, those messages needed to be interpreted by Daniel, so he called Daniel. And uh, one of the messages was, you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. So as part of our vision process, there's a part called measurements. And over the next uh, so many weeks, we're going to go to, through each of our measurements. Not measuring, uh, you know, God, do I measure up? Well, no, that, Christ done that part. But rather, we're measuring our growth in Christ. You know, it's like when you plant a plant, you can see that it's growing. And so we, we, we measure our growth in Christ and how we get there. Now, today, my message is called the compassion connection, the compassion connection. Now, when we read our verse, our, our text, matter of fact, guys, throw that back up there, if you would, throw the text back up. All right. If we read our text, it says, put on then as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. So I'm going to deal right here. But it is his kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Now, because of the background that I've come from, you see, very legalistic, this became a checklist to me. Anybody else? Like, this is a checklist. Like, okay, uh, compassionate heart. Yeah, maybe. Kindness. Well, some people that I like. Humility. Well, hey. Surely I'm humble. Right? So it, it's, it's, a check, it's a checklist. It's a checklist. And, and what happens is if we just start here, then we get into the checklist mentality because most of them have been taught like that when it comes to the word. Right? And so what the Lord did is it, it showed me is that you have to go back to verse one to see how these occur in the believer. And you must simply put them on see they occur in the believer because of some other truths and you just put them on now uh the term put on guys don't i'm all over the place the term put on is is, it literally means like putting on your clothes how many of you you know i grew up in church culture right we had church clothes we had church clothes and saturday night was a big night in our house because a lot of things happen a lot of things happen of course uh, mama cooked on Saturday night because she didn't cook on Sunday because we had to be at church three times on Sunday. We had Sunday school at 9 o'clock. Then we had, you know, service at 11. Then we had YPWW. If you go to Church of God in Christ, you go YPWW. If you're Baptist, you go to Baptist Training, you can BTU. All right, 6 o'clock, and then seven o'clock we have church. Okay, so you don't do anything on Sunday but go to church. So what your mama would do is this, she would say, take a bath, because you know little boys smell like little creatures, take a bath, and, uh, and I've already laid out your clothes for you. So I didn't have to buy the clothes, I didn't have to make the clothes, I didn't even at that time didn't have to iron the clothes, She laid them out. What we're going to show you is that these things are already laid out. All we got to do is put them on. But to get that, we have to start up in verse 1. In verse 1. And work to the text, and then you'll see what compassion is all about. Let's start here. What is compassion? Compassion is a powerful, powerful word. It means to suffer with to enter into or share with the suffering of another. Wow, so it doesn't just mean, yeah, man, I know how you feel. It's feeling what you feel. It's feeling what they feel. Now, how powerful is compassion? Jesus was moved with compassion and then he fed hungry people. Jesus, when moved with compassion, healed people. Compassion is the reason for the gospel. God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. We read in Hebrews that we have a high priest that's touched with the feeling of our infirmity—that is compassion—and we are called to put on compassion. All right, so let's look at verse one, and I'm going to show you, like what the Lord showed me, and uh, I, I trust it to be a blessing to you. Verse one starts here it says if you then have been raised with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your affections on things above not on things of the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you shall appear with him in glory. So the whole idea and the whole truth of of compassion and kindness, and humility, birthed through us, starts here. It starts here with how we identify ourselves. If you have been raised with Christ. Now, now most of us, we know the Easter story, right? Yeah, say something. Yeah. You can say, "Amen." You can say, "Amen." Yeah. Right. So, so watch. Now, you know, I come from that preaching background, so we really, we really get get worked up into a lather about he died and he and he kept on dying and he died and he kept on, you know. <laughs> That's good preaching. And he went down, you know, went way down. He went down, you know. And then, okay, in the early Sunday morning, he rose. Now, watch this is where the disconnect comes for a lot of believers they don't see themselves as risen see you were in christ you were baptized into christ we're not talking about the water we're talking about the spiritual activity the operation of god baptized means enveloped in so in christ you died everybody say i died in christ you're in christ you died in christ you were buried but but he didn't stay there And neither did you. He got up. And when he got up, you got up. You got up a new creature. So the old man died. And the new man lives. So to do this walking in compassion thing, you got to realize your old man is dead. That's why I said on Good Friday, I don't call myself an old sinner saved by grace. I was a sinner and now I'm saved. I can't be two things at one time. I can't be something that's just a, I get to go sin now. That's like my, my escape card. No, no, I was an old sinner. But now, hallelujah, I've been born again you are a new creature in Christ and your father in heaven doesn't respond to you on the basis of your sin but on the basis of the righteousness that Jesus imputed to you when you when he got up from the grave and you got up with him you are brand new so it starts here it's identity Uh, paul said it like this in another place i didn't put this in the slide he said i am crucified with christ Nevertheless, I live. Yeah, but it's not me. It's Christ that lives in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if you've been raised with Christ, what should you do? Seek the things which are above. Uh-huh. Then it says, set your affections or set your mind on things that are above, not on things of the earth, because you died. See, you know, church, unfortunately, we skip over this. We don't fool with this too much because we're, so, we're still into that sinner stuff. Now, that doesn't mean you can't sin. We're about to deal with that. You can certainly sin. But I'm telling you, you, you brand new. I'm going to show you in the text. See, you're going to agree with me. You're going to agree with me before this is all over. Watch. Let's go to the next part. It says, then it says this, put to death, therefore what is earthly in you now just because you're a new creature don't mean you ain't got sin it's in there watch put to death therefore what is earthy in you so how many of you know you got some stuff you need to kill you get to kill what needs to die you you get to kill some stuff killing what must die in ourselves so because we're new he says do this put to death What is earthy in you, then he gives you a list just so you don't get confused. (laughs) (laughs) Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these, watch this, you too once, past tense, once walked when ye were, Living in them. You see how the scripture, if you're a new creature, puts those things. So you must do the same thing. Let's go on. But now you must put them all away. Put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off. There it is again. Seeing you have put off the old self. That dude is, you know, you don't want me to be an old sinner saved by grace. You don't want to deal with old Steve. <laughs> Y'all laughing. I ain't laughing. Okay. And I don't want, I don't want to deal with old bro man over there either. Well, we, we need to leave them fellas outside. Because, see, it's the new person in Christ that erasisms. Yeah. The new, the old man can't. You can, you may be able to change his mind about a couple of things. You know, that racism may sink deep into his heart and then, you know, change clothes and take off a hood and put on a jacket or put on a badge if that's what they want to do. It may, it may change its face, but when that thing is stuck in a person's heart, you need the power of God to change a man's heart. God changes the heart, and when the heart changes, the attitude changes. How you see people change. God has to fix it. Now, we should be smart, and we should do all the laws we can do. So when it raises its head, you get to go to jail for that stuff. But but the heart issue God's got to do. Y'all out there? So this old self, we put off the old self with its practices. And have put on the new self wow which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator see your new self is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator here in that realm there is no Greek and Jew circumcised and uncircumcised barbarian Scythian slave free but Christ is all and in you all the new you is the true you say that the new you you. is the the true you see and 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 all of heaven and all of what we're called to be flows out of our being it's because of christ we are in christ and we live through christ and he lives through us that is our testimony all right so the new you is the true you I like this I I don't know if I put it in my notes but they're gonna kill me when I get back there but your old man you're not being rehabilitated the old man is dead he's not being rehabilitated you know what in Christ you're not an old thing with a bunch of patches on it yesterday I was at the grocery store and I just see things that i strikes me funny I don't laugh out loud because they might get mad and but I just saw a dude and he had this truck. He had a truck and he had one of those uh, packing straps all the way around the body of the truck to hold the back on. (laughs) But it was running. (laughs) But but see, this is what I think sometimes, and I do it with myself, and I have to be renewed in the spirit of my mind to understand that when Christ got up from the grave, he accomplished something at Calvary and made me a new Christian, I mean a new being, right? And there's power inside of this new being that you are that you need to tap into. That's why Romans 6 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. that's, that's That's tough right there. Like like, like like Christ was uh, uh, raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so you should walk in the newness of life. Then it says this, don't let sin reign in your mortal body. You a bad somebody in Christ, but we don't talk enough about that. But that's where all this humility and compassion heart stuff come, comes from, is being in Christ. Your new self is not a rehabilitated old self but rather a brand new being that is continually being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. This is the blessed outcome of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Are you still listening to me? So now we get to our text. Put on then, did you catch that? Because of all of that. Put this on, like I always showed, it's already laying there. You simply have to do what? Put it on, put it on. Put that up, gentlemen, that definition of what put on means. Put on is literally a dressing term used as a idiom. It can also mean to assume the office, manner, character, disposition, or perspective of another. Okay, Jesus. You don't want me to cuss him out? No, man. You're a new man. Don't cuss him out. You sure? No. That's obscene talk out of your mouth. He cussed me out. Well, but, but see, Listen, I was, a, I was a facilitator, a group facilitator years ago in General Motors. I was a kid. I was in my 20s. And all of the groups that I was facilitating and teaching stuff, they were all old enough to be my parents. And many of them were in, had been in the plant longer than I was old. And I learned a facilitator uh, trick. And us big guys, you know, my, I keep looking at my brother, us big guys, you know. So what they told you is that in a, in a room when they're attacking you, two things you do. To, to, to calm this down. It sounds confrontational, but it's not. This is what I used to do. The louder they scream, the softer I would talk. Man, brother, who do you think you are? You can't tell me anything. I have sweat on my forehead that's older than you. They used to say something like that. And so I would say, well, I'm walking towards them. I, I understand that you're frustrated but perhaps we can talk about it. And I keep getting closer and closer. And if he keeps yelling, for all said and done, I'm right at him. And then he looks up and he realizes a thing. I need to cool out it's really intimidating. And I, you know, I, I'm a wordsmith. And I jokingly said to one guy, I said, now Bob is not mad at me because Bob doesn't know me. And all those names he just called me, he probably shouldn't do that. Because while I'm being facilitator right now on the clock, when I'm off the clock after work, I might catch him outside and beat him to within the inch of his life. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, like a joke. ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. He said, "You're right. You're right. I got you. It's cool." <laughs> See, God said, "No, don't don't do that, because that's not who you are. How did that work for you? That's not who you are. Put on, take on the disposition of Christ, and then He names what the this is what the the first one, the first one. When Paul makes a list, as I call it." The thing that's listed first is foundational. That's why he put it first. King James Version says, bowels of mercy. English Standard Version says, compassionate heart. Put that on first. Why? Listen to this. Compassion, compassion is an internal indicator that you have been new, made new in Christ. One of the first things the Lord does when you come into him for real, and you know you're there, he begins to mess with your heart. Anybody? Don't God mess with your heart? You ever get mad because you want to do, you ever get mad because you want to cut somebody out but the Holy Ghost won't let you do it? <laughs> you ever get mad for being good? Oh, I just wish I, oh, 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 oh boy, woo, woo! Boy. If you just, tell the Lord will you forgive me if I pop him would you forgive me Jesus <laughs> why because he's doing he's putting something in my heart and I get tired of it sometime man because I let it happen you know but the Lord said well look at it from his standpoint I don't wanna he says but do he says look I forgave you I'm kind to you and and w- matter of fact, if you really want to keep it 100, He is you. Come on now. How the Holy Ghost will take you back and show you some things that you used to do, you used to be. And you go, hey man, calm down. We don't kindness, we don't man, come on. Yeah, you probably could beat me down. You're right. Yeah. Hey, you probably take me right out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Right. So the compassionate heart is the ability through the spirit, watch this, to sense people. You connect with people through compassion. Compassion allows you to connect for real. Listen, I've been on the receiving end of a lot of fake ministry in my life, and it's irritating fake ministry what was fake ministry it's when people just say all i call it religion, it's yik yak and yabby jabby <laughs> they don't really mean it they just say so i went to the church i used to call it the corny church i was kind of hard y'all praying for me <laughs> because they were corny and i don't like corny when people say good morning i wanted to be real yeah. like hello good morning welcome I, ain't, I won't say the name of the church you might know the church hello welcome to the neighborhood so glad to see you Hey, how are you? Thank you. Praise the Lord. It's not real. That same person wouldn't say hello to me if if I saw him in the store. You see what I'm getting at? When you start ministering to folks and you're not the real deal and it's not flowing from here, they feel that. Hurting people, oppressed people feel that and they blow you off. And I don't care how much money you're showing them or what opportunity you're giving them. Because they know that it's coming from a place that is ultimately self-serving and it's offensive for you to say, have a nice day when you really don't want me to. I'd rather you just shut up and walk past me. Is that real? So God solves all that with us. He said, I'm going to give you a compassionate heart so you can do what? Enter into suffering with others. I'll let you feel sense what they feel. I'll let, I, and the Holy Spirit has to do it. I can't do it. The Holy Spirit connects the dots. And he said, hey, man, that's you. I walked around for about three years being the big, mad black man. Oh, boy. woo, woo. And Let me tell you how I got over that. I, I got some counseling. One of the, now it's my bishop, but his sister was a police officer she's a little bitty thing. She's about your size. She's a little bitty thing. But she's tough as nails, you see. And I used to have these rage, what I call rage. I was a rageaholic. I get so mad, I punch holes in walls. I throw stuff, you know, rageaholic. And I was explaining to her, I said, sis, you know, sometimes I can't help it. I can't help it. You know, it gets on me and I don't know what to do. She said, let me tell you, Steve, let me, can I keep it 100 with you, Reverend? See, I was a pastor, I was a preacher. Well, hey, Reverend, can I keep it 100 with you? I said, well, yeah. She said, let me tell you how this works with me. When I come up on somebody like you doing that, the first thing I do is, is take out my stick. Because I've dealt with people out of control like you and you don't realize how frightening it is to walk up on a person that's raging like that. So so, quite frankly, Steve, I'm going home tonight. (laughs) Okay, okay, whatever. She said, I'm going home tonight. I'm gonna tell you one time to shut that stuff up and let us talk to you. She said, now is it really worth that? Can't you find, and I'm, I'm, I'm saved. See, I'm a child of God. Can't you find it in yourself to just calm down a moment and listen to what's going on and see I had bought into anger as a method of fixing stuff. And I wouldn't let, I wouldn't put on, are y'all getting me? I wouldn't put on none of this. Because I had already justified being the angry person, because I have a right to be angry, and I did. But God said, you do have a right to be angry, but you ain't got a right to stay angry. You've been made brand new. Oh, man. You catch it? So, put it on. Compassion. Back to compassion. Compassion is the motivation of the gospel. That's the motivation. God so loved the world. He stepped into our suffering. He didn't just sit back and go, it must be tough. Deuces. Deuces. Jesus put on flesh, stepped into man's suffering, became sin for us that we might be called and made the righteousness of God. This is the actual motivation of the gospel. So how does it work for us today? What do we do? See, you don't have to do the checkbox thing because it doesn't work. First thing you need to do is identify as you are. New creature in Christ, right? And let him teach you how to kill stuff in yourself. And and if you know what, if you're willing, he'll give you a sword. You thought that sword of the spirit was for show? (laughs) You thought it was for somebody else? (laughs) Oh, you're silly. You're so silly. Listen, the sword of the spirit, man, it's not like dress garb. It ain't like, you know, if you got a a son or daughter that's in the service and they get in all their their official stuff and they got that sword and it's just for show, it don't never cut nobody, it's just for show. Your sword of the spirit is not for show. He'll show you how to use that, that stuff on yourself. See, what he did at Calvary is separate you from sin. You're here sin is there as a child of God you're killing stuff in you that's not like him so he gives you the tools to do it speak truth to it that's how you kill it because the light shines on the light to kill it speak truth to it the Bible says be angry and sin not don't let the Sun go down on your wrath I used to stay on that one brother oh I, I can be angry Then the next scripture said cease from anger I said well wait a minute then I then, watch, then the Holy Spirit led me to a book. If you told me this, if you asked me to day, who wrote the book, I can't remember. I don't remember the, the title. I don't remember the author, but I remember what it said. It taught me that anger was a replacement emotion. And it's actually masking the actual emotion. And that's the type of emotional cowardice that you won't face, what's really making you upset. You don't know how to face it. You don't have the tools. So you default to anger. Because you don't have the tools to deal with the issue. What happened there? That's the Holy Spirit. Because I opened my heart and said, okay, God. And he had start sending you tools. He start sending you tools. They come from all over the place. You meet people. You talk to people. Other people give their testimony. And one day you wake up and you are about to get angry. And then kindness comes and say, chill, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Chillax, man cool. Can we all just get along? (laughs) So what do we do? So the journey begins. So the journey begins. What do we do? We've received the word, right? Thank God for his word. Verse 15, Colossians 3, 15 says, let the peace of God rule your hearts." I love this. So don't get into the checkbox thing. Don't do that. Say, so, okay, Lord, I receive. let do it right now. How many are re, you receiving what I'm saying to you? You get it? You get it? Right. This is how it works. It's simple. Because the, the work has already been done. You just need to accept it. So you just say, Lord, I receive your word. I, yes. I, 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 I want to be this. I want to walk in this. So I'm going to let the peace of God govern me. So I'm not going to get on a checkbox thing because I can't measure up. That's not what this is about. This is letting, God is saying, let me live through you. Let me love through you. So you're going to let the peace of God rule. Then it says, let the word of Christ dwell richly in your heart. I think sometimes we just move too fast. We're too much on the schedule. When the word of God is coming, sometimes you need to marinate in that thing. Let that word set and settle in your heart. Let that word search your heart. Let that word do in you. And you have to let it happen. Everybody say, I'm going to let it happen. Let it happen. So behold, I stand at the door and knock, he says. If any man hear my voice, and we always use that for salvation. No, no, let me show you something. Uh -uh. It's for development. I'm standing at the door. See, Jesus done the part that we could not do. He died on the cross and put us in right standing. And he empowers us to do the part he can't do. He can't just bust into your heart and say, you will be these things. He won't do it. No more than he would make Adam, you will eat this tree and none other. No. He's like, let me show you a better way. Let me show you a better way. See, you don't have to have philosophical arguments about people and their issues. When you see people and not issues, you're on the right track. When you see people, not issues. You see the brokenness that's associated with the issue, not, you see people. We argue, Christianity, I know I'm going over, give me five minutes. Christianity went off track when the scriptures became philosophical. That's when it went off track, because we can argue philosophically all day blue is red and red is blue and blue is red and blue that's why you gotta go get a doctorate just to preach but Jesus was preaching to farmers and fishermen and they got it you want me to go study all the goobly goop and the more goobly goop you get in your head the further it pushes you away from people cause you don't see the person anymore you just see the goobly goop you see the label you see labels you don't see people Oh, but when you let God in your heart and let him do what he wants to do, you'll be like, John, by this we know we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren. That's how I know he's in there because something on the inside has changed in me and it keeps on changing. And our message today is to let it happen. And let's this, last slide. Let's walk the path together. God bless you. I pray this has been a blessing for your life.